0: What's up everyone and welcome to the Luke Cortman Show Uh, This podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts and many more platforms And you can also go follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Luke Cortman, And I also have a Facebook page which is the Luke Cortman Show So go and check all that stuff out, that's where I'll be posting links when your episodes are out Podcast artwork, episode artwork and a whole bunch of other cool shit All right, let's get into the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Luke Cartman Show. Episode 39. Um, I only recorded episode 38 today and released it. I was sitting here like, you know what, I'm going to do another episode. Um, When I was doing the last one, um, I felt like I was kind of all over the place, which is fun. I bet people will listen to the podcast and enjoy it, but it's just one of those things where like I was just, when I was doing it and I listened back to it a little bit, it just didn't feel right. And you know, I'm a crazy fuck, so I couldn't just sit here without getting straight into the next episode. And I took quite a bit to prepare for the next one, because obviously I write notes and shit like that. It's a bit different um, when you just uh, record the podcast by yourself, because obviously if I had a guest or a co-host, you can kind of, you don't really need to make notes. You can kind of just talk to each other and bounce off each other. When you do it by yourself. There needs to be some sort of, like, preparation involved. So, wrote down some topics. Got some more segment questions and stuff like that. And, uh... Some stuff that I actually forgot to talk about in the last uh, podcast. And just other shit as well that I'd like to talk about. Just basically a brand new episode. Episode 39. Basically giving it to you a week early. So, what the fuck? Merry Christmas and shit. You know? <laughs> I've got another coffee. Fuck, this is my third one today. You know, so I'm already over my limit. I had a fucking Irish cream coffee on the first podcast. And I had a nice coffee. But, you know, what are you going to do? I've also got some uh, orange squash as well. You know, just to keep the hydration. One thing I will say, though, is on the last episode, the audio... Sounded quite good, I think with this new phone now it just sounds a lot clearer and stuff. So I'm happier about it, man. Um, what else do I want to? What did I want to get into? Um, I saw. Uh, I was looking like, scrolling through Facebook earlier, and I saw an article. I'm not sure if some BBC or the Sun or something like that. I didn't click on it, but the headline read that um, it's possible the compulsory. COVID-19 vaccines will be given to people here in the UK. Compulsory. So what you're trying to tell me is even if someone doesn't have it and has never had it, they still have to, they have to have this vaccine. Now, listen, I'm all for vaccines. You know, if we didn't have vaccines, no, a lot of people will be dead. And that's just a fucking fact, okay? But... This virus is a weird one. The whole thing is strange. And I'm just skeptical of it. Now, we know for a fact that it came from a lab. Didn't come from eating a bat. Like I was saying before, they've been eating bats in China for fucking years. You know. So, just all the confusion surrounding the subject and even the government don't know or do they. It's just, the whole thing is weird to me. And... To be saying they're gonna give people compulsory COVID-19 vaccines is ridiculous. It should be someone's choice whether they wanna take that vaccine or not. Just like it is for a lot of other vaccines. You know, if you don't wanna take a vaccine for all these different things, that's fine. That's your choice, you know, <clears throat> which it should be. Like, I know they're fining people if they don't wear a masks, like something crazy. And it's like, what's going on here? Why are you enforcing it in such a way? And yet they'd be like, oh, because people ain't listening. It's not blaming the people straight away. Like, I understand people's frustration around this shit. I really do. Because we've never witnessed anything like this in our lifetimes. You know? So if they come to me and say, look, you've got to have this COVID-19 vaccine. Or we're going to fine you for argument's sake a grand. Or we're going to throw you in jail for 12 months. I'd probably take the vaccine. I don't want to really pay the grand. I got bills to pay. You know, I got um got to invest in my podcast. I got vape to buy, I got coffee to buy. I don't want to spend the grand. and I also don't want to go to jail for 12 months. You know, that would fuck up a lot of things, including my asshole. So, you know, I'd rather avoid those things. So I probably would take the vaccine. Who knows what it could do to me later on in life, but I think that's how they need to sell it to people. It's like, right, you either take this vaccine or we'll fine you 10 grand and throw you in jail and you're gonna get butt-fucked. Now you make that decision. And I think people would be taking that vaccine unless you're otherwise inclined or you're rich, you know? Um, So yeah, I just thought that was crazy. I didn't click on the article because, you know, articles kind of piss me off these days. You know, they always kind of weird in their own way and, like, even take, like, a statement that someone makes and twist it. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I just uh, So I just kind of read the headline, write them down, and actually try and have an opinion on this show. Like, it's, uh, again, I'm just talking shit about all this stuff. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if the vaccines are good or bad, you know? But, uh, like I said, if they presented those choices, if it was like a would-you-rather, Luke Hartman show style, would-you-rather... Take the COVID nineteen vaccine or get butt fucked in jail. What do you think I'm gonna pick? But in like nah, hey, nah, COVID nineteen uh, vaccine, obviously. You know. What the fuck? Um what else do I wanna talk about? That's it. The can the cancel the, can- the cancel the cancel culture strikes again, you fucks. Right, I only found this out maybe about half an hour after I'd done uh, episode 38 today. And it is surrounding the comedian Brian Callan, who was one of the funniest, um, brilliant, uh, great human beings and comedians ever. A great guy. And you're like, look, you don't know him personally. Okay, granted, we've never met face-to-face. I have spoke to him on Instagram before. He the me and gave me some great advice. And I've been listening to him for the past seven years now. Um, Listened to him speak for hours a week. So you get to know these people quite a lot, to be honest with you. And he's been accused of rape and sexual misconduct. This is the accusations against him, okay? And I heard this on another podcast. It was on a Last podcast by Luis J. Gomez. And they were talking about what the accusations were. Apparently, um, he was having an affair with his wife back in... See, it was confusing because it was either in the 90s or 2016 because it was a few different things. And she was saying that um, in my head... I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have sex with him. But I still done it anyway. And she's calling that rape. Okay. Now, if that's all it takes these days, all you got to do is just maybe second guess it in your head. And all of a sudden the guy's raping you. And the other one was apparently like a clothes store. Like where you go to try and clothes, you go like the stores and stuff. Apparently um, he was chatting up. Uh, one of the women that worked there and pushed up against the wall and started to kiss her. Um, Another one was, he said to a female comedian, "Um, if you suck my dick, I'll give you stage time. Now, the popular belief I think today is, you automatically have to side with the woman. And I'll tell you why that doesn't work as much these days. Because this is just a fact. There's been a lot of women who have lied about rape. And men have lost their lives, their families, and their jobs and their careers over it. All from an accusation which isn't true. So it takes the steam out of real rape cases. You know, listen, men out there who are raping women need to be buried underneath a prison, they need to be tortured and killed. They're scumbags. We don't want them part of our society. Now, if someone is accused of it, let's see the evidence. Now, I spoke recently about a situation with comedian Chris D'Elia, which he was accused of messaging underage girls and grooming them and stuff. And for a couple of days there, everyone was believing it. From what, what came out... From the tweets that were put out, even I was looking like, fucking hell, I hope this ain't true. You know, because I love Chris. And turns out, he was completely innocent. He showed up a couple of days later. Um, it was either his management or maybe lawyers. They released the part of those messages that those girls seem to have left out. You know, the parts where he found a hole, they were, and left. So he has actual receipts and proof that he that uh, he was innocent. Okay, now as soon as this come out about Brian Callen, these accusations, I'm imagining company shows are gonna drop him. His agency might even drop him, like they did with Chris D'Elia, because under CAA, the same talent agency, all from an accusation, and not even a couple of hours later, Brian Callan come out with a statement. And this is what I said. Let me be very clear. I have never raped slash forced myself upon any woman, nor offered to trade stage time for sex, ever. The horrific and false allegations originated in LA Times, which will be addressed in detail in a special Saturday night edition of my podcast, The Fighter and the Kid, which that'll obviously be recorded tonight, You'll probably hear that tomorrow. And he continues to say, I will not allow the cancel culture to subvert what I know and as importantly, what these women know is the truth. Now, I gotta be honest, I'm taking all bias out of this. I love Brian, one of my favorite people of all time. I've learned a lot about life and comedy from this man. And I just love the guy. It's it's almost like a friend in a way. And when I read that statement, I believe it. And if I now put my bias back into it, maybe a little bit, it's just my personal opinion. I don't know whether it's bias or not, maybe I would or that I'd be wrong. Um, I don't believe that it's Brian Callan's character to do something like that. I just don't believe it. Now, obviously I wasn't there and I don't know the truth. The only people who know the truth, like he said, it's him and those women. It's going to be interesting to see what um, he says on uh, tonight's Fighter in a Kid episode. You know, but I think he's showing his innocence by coming out like he did. He's doing it a lot different than Dalia. You know, Dalia didn't really say much and we haven't heard of him since. Now, he's getting lawyers involved and stuff, so he could actually be pressing charges and he might actually be advised... Uh, not to speak publicly. So, but I just think the way that Brian has dealt with this, um, I believe him. Now, some people could be listening to this, especially if a woman, um, and think, look, you're a dick. How dare you believe him? You know, you should believe the woman. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to believe the woman. Just like, you shouldn't have to believe the man. You know, I don't need to see evidence. They should be innocent until proven guilty. You know, this man has a family and a life. He has jobs, he's an actor, he's in a lot of shit. And, you know, just because you want to go out and accuse someone of something doesn't mean that they have done that and they shouldn't lose their jobs over it. And let's be real. Women like that are out there, guys. Who will lie. And do things like this. And you know, and guess what? There's also men who do shady shit as well. There is. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying that... You can kind of understand why... With things like this, why men go, well... I want to see proof. Innocent until proven guilty. Because so many women have lied about stuff like this in the past. Now... If it comes out that this is true, and Brian has raped women and done all this crazy shit, I will come on this podcast and I will say, I guess I was wrong. Thank God that he's been caught and hopefully it stops. You know, if it comes out that this is true, if there is clear, clear cut evidence that he has done this and, you know, he has been charged with this and he goes to jail, I will come and say, I guess I was wrong. I don't know all the facts, but if it comes out, which I think it will, that he's innocent, then we really need to look at this cancel culture a bit more. I don't know how we do that, or I don't want to say regulate it, but how do we stop this from happening? You know, All it takes is a fucking accusation and these guys' lives are over. And to think that there could be someone somewhere giggling at this. They're destroying lives. It's, it makes me lose faith in the world. It really does. And I know I might sound a bit dramatic, but when you honestly look at the world today, what the fuck are we doing? You know, we're going in a bad direction. A really bad direction. And look, I don't have the answers. I don't know what the right direction is, but I got to tell you, my mother always told me this. Man will destroy man, and um, we will. Now, some people are probably hearing that. Well, what about women? What about women? What is, this? like, listen, the point is, you know, human beings, if we started off as this organism, you know, we took over the world, we built all this incredible shit, and we warred and we killed each other, and eventually we fucking turned each other to dust. And that's gonna be all she wrote. I know something that might sound a bit dark or whatever the fuck, but look at the world we're in right now. You know? It's crazy. But, um, yeah, I was going off a little bit of track there. But, yeah, with this Brian Callan thing, I hope it isn't true. I really, really fucking hope it isn't true. You know, I love Brian. You know? And... I'd be gutted if it came up that it was true. But in my heart of hearts, guys, I believe he's innocent. There's not even a little bit of a gut feeling that he has done any of these things. So I don't know what to say to you. You know, you can disagree with everything I was saying there. Maybe it'll work because I know I do have women listeners. I even looked on my analytics, it's 70% male, 30% female. And if you had a woman to listen to, it was listening to this right now. Instead of maybe just jumping at me and thinking, "Ah, oh, fuck you! You're this, this, and this. You're, you know, supporting a rapist and stuff." That's not it. I'm talking innocent before proven guilty. You know there has to be due process, and wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want the actual rapist to be put in jail? Do you really want to see innocent men? go down for this shit. I don't think you do. So just maybe keep an open mind and uh, just take on board what I'm saying a little bit. You know, it's a, it's tough. It's just a tough thing. I was completely shocked when I saw it. But I also heard a great point that Luis J Gomez was talking about. He was saying that he thinks this is all part of trying to bring Joe Rogan down. You know, Brian Callen is one of Joe Rogan's best friends, if not his best friend. They've known each other since they were in their 20s and they're in their 50s now, you know, doing comedy together. They're really, really good friends. And, you know, the thing happened with Joey Diaz, which didn't really catch much steam, to be honest, where he was being accused of, you know, asking chicks to suck his dick for stage time and all stuff like that and all these different things. There was no actual evidence behind any of it. And, you know, Amy Schumer is opening her fucking mouth. You know, she's. I, I can't stand Amy Schumer. Fuck Amy Schumer. You know. Um. And yeah, his point was that basically, since Rogan signed this $100 million Spotify deal, he's become a target. And I think people are upset with the power he has. And they're trying to bring down his friends. First with Delia. They tried it with Joey Diaz. Now they're trying it with Brian. You know. It's crazy, man. But um, I will say this. Um, I don't believe Brian has done this stuff. Um, Dalia has proven that he hasn't. Um, And Joey Diaz has been the most honest person I've ever heard speak. And I also believe that he hasn't done what he's accused of either. You know, so I don't know what to tell you. I am sticking up for these guys because the cancel culture is running the muck and you all need to go fuck yourselves, to be honest, because you're taken away from actual real crimes in this world. So think about that next time you want to accuse someone. Um, Got to be serious there, but I just had to get that out there. Um, On a lighter note... We've got some upcoming... Actually, no, I want to recap a recent uh, UFC fight between uh, Darren Till and Robert Whittaker. Um, What a great fight. It was... Like they both said, it was stressful to fight. It was kind of stressful to watch. I mean, it was as technical as it gets. You know, Darren Till is one of the best strikers in the UFC. He just is. His fight IQ when it comes to striking is just incredible. And it seemed like whenever like uh Whitaker was landing more volume I'd say or a couple of takedowns and stuff but Damatil's punches were doing way more damage like yeah Whitaker was some really good shots and it was scored a uh, Whitaker won by decision and to be honest it could have went either way i kind of scored it for Till based on damage but uh like i'm not surprised that Whitaker won It literally could have went either way It just depends How you were scoring it If you were scoring it on volume And takedowns and control You'd give it to Whitaker. But if you were basing it on damage And almost finishing the fight uh, You would give it uh, to Till So it was a great fight You know And it's also been announced That Whitaker. is going to be fighting again In October Against Jared Cannonier. You know It was a really good fight I got good knockout power it's a good step up in competition as well to fight Whitaker. Cannonier is a winter to watch, you know, so that's going on in October. I'm excited about that. Uh, Darren Till, I think he's injured. Fucked up his knee or something, so he'll probably be out for a while, but it's yeah, bright things in his future, I think. He's a really good fight. He's going to be champion one day, It's just all about timing. And... Uh, what else? Oh, we have the announcement of Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje to uh, unify the lightweight championship. And I, I'm really excited for this fight. Um, i got to be honest, I'm going to make a pick right now. I think Khabib is going to win by decision. Possibly a late submission, I would say, between rounds three and five. Um... You know, Khabib just lost his father. And that's got to give some sort of fuel to him. You know, his father was at his last fight and, you know, Khabib's undefeated. Amazing sambo, wrestler, grappler. He's just uh, he's just a really good fighter. Um, I wasn't really on the Khabib bandwagon back in the day, but then I slowly started to warm up to it. And uh, Justin Gaethje is just like, you know, like a calculated brawler, but his base is wrestling. He's a really good wrestler. Um, This might be, actually this is, I would say, the toughest fight Khabib has ever had outside of Connor and Dustin Poirier. Um, just based on cr- uh, grappling cred- credentials, credentials, sorry, uh, from Justin, uh, Justin's wildness. And uh, clinch work, his leg kicks. But, you know, I think it's a really good fight. But I do think Khabib will get the win. (sighs) Who he fights after that, I don't really know. I would like to see a McGregor rematch. I would also like to see a Tony Ferguson fight. I know he wants to fight uh, George St-Pierre. But, listen, GSP ain't coming out of retirement. Especially to fight a savage like Khabib. So, I'm really excited for that. That's going on October 24th. I'm not really sure the venue where that's happening. Um, Other news in the world of fighting. Uh, Conor McGregor, when he fought Cowboy Cerrone after he won, expressed uh, interest in fighting Manny Pacquiao in boxing. And if you don't know, Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor are under the same management team now. And there is a arena or a football stadium opening in Vegas, I believe. And McGregor wants to be one of the first fighters to fight there. And recently he put on his Twitter, I accept. And everyone was like, what the fuck is he accepting? And then he tweeted, I accept, but in Filipino language, which obviously Manny Pacquiao is Filipino. And I got to tell you something. I love this idea. I've said many times that... Like, I love McGregor, this MMA fighter, you know, his wide range of skills is phenomenal. It's really good to watch. And I enjoyed when he won it, when Ford Floyd, however, even though we lost, I enjoyed the whole build up and the fight, I really enjoyed it. Um, And I've said that, you know, he's achieved a lot in the UFC, you know, featherweight champion, lightweight champion, the first ever champ champ, you know, all these crazy knockout records. He's got a knockout across, across three weight divisions. And I thought, you know what? He's at this point where why not become a full-time boxer? Make a lot more money than you would in the UFC. But obviously, I know, you know, he's an MMA fighter first. So I wouldn't be mad if he had, like, say, an MMA, MMA fight and a boxing fight every year, two fights a year, maybe three. I just like the idea of him going into boxing. I think boxing would gain a lot from having him there, bring some more eyeballs, just like he did when he fought Floyd then. Um, I, just, I would like to see Conor get a boxing world title. You know, he has the UFC title, so why not add some more to the collection? Like, he could get the BMF title in the UFC from Jorge, but I don't know, man, You make a lot more money fighting Manny Pacquiao. It'll be like Ireland and uh, the Philippines. So it'll be a huge event because you'll have two countries kind of crossing over, and I just love the idea, and I really do hope it goes through. Whether Connor wins, and I'll be another matter, but you best believe he will have a good show in, and he could win. You know, people talk shit about Connor and they count him out. I don't. I have a. I respect him. You know, I've been seeing his journey since just before he came into the UFC and. It's just inspiring people like that. I don't understand all the hate he gets. People are like, oh, he's cocky and all that. Listen, if you were in his position, you would just you would be just the same. So who are you to sit there and judge, you know? Um, but yeah, I would love that fight. Maybe, uh, I don't know, up, do we could do it. Be sick if we'd done it in like a fight island situation, but in the Philippines. That'd be great. You know, so. Looking forward to that. Um, I didn't have a sip of my coffee there. But I noticed on the last episode, I was talking a bit fast and sometimes, I'm really trying to control that because of all the coffee, I do tend to do that a lot and my thoughts are quite fast as well. It's not ADHD or nothing, I just um, caffeinated a lot. And uh, yeah, Um, what else do I wanna talk about here? Um, Oh, that's it, I wanna get into uh, one of the widely popular Fun segments that I do on this show. It's called Questions from the Internet. Buta 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 buta. Um, question number one: <laughs> Who is your favorite actor or actress? Um, my favorite actor. Oh, that's a great one. Um, uh, it's either Al Pacino or Robert De Niro. Um, Al Pacino, because of... I'll tell you what, I give you two. I give you two actors and two actresses that are my favorite. Um, Al Pacino, because of his role in The Godfather as Michael Corleone. I just really like that character, how he's like in this mafia... He, well, he kind of gets into the mafia life, um, which is his family, but he's kind of... He was a soldier and he's kind of more strategic. He's more of a thinker. He's not reckless. He represents that way, like his brother Sonny is kind of represents uh, being reckless and stuff like that, and they all kind of represent different things. And I just, that character is uh, incredible to me. The way, like the lines, how he acts in it. Um, the movie Scarface is another one, we plays Tony Montana, just classic. Um, when he plays the devil and Devil's Advocate. Um, what are the ones? I haven't seen Scent of a Woman yet, but that is in my list. Uh, whatever movies, Kali Way, that's another great one. What are the movies? I can't really think at the moment, but The Godfather's are the ones that really stuck out to me the most. Um, my other favorite actor, Robert De Niro, um, for the same reasons his role in The Godfather, he played a young, uh, Vito Corleone. Um obviously the movie Casino, which uh, this episode's artwork is actually uh, that theme, where De Niro and Casino wore that red uh, suit, smoking a cigar and stuff. And it's actually the same inspiration for The Weekends album, After Hours, where he's got like the red suit on and he's around Vegas and stuff. And yeah, I thought, you know, De Niro's a phenomenal actor and he's still got it. He proved that when he'd done The Irishman recently. Um, and pe- people like yeah he meet the fuckers and all these shit films but you know you can't fuck with De Niro you just can't um, what are the movies I'm trying to think is Rolling the Joker when he played Murray Franklin that was quite good Um I'm trying to think of other ones oh what's that fucking heat ooh that's that's a banger um, that's with uh, De Niro Pacino and Val Kilmer, I believe. He's a limitless, for fuck's sake. Like, he's just got a wide catalogue wide catalog of... He's part of some of the greatest movies ever. And uh, just... um, There's, like, a core group of actors, which are just elite, elite, like the one percenters. And De Niro, Pacino in that group. I would say Leonardo DiCaprio is also in that group. Um, Tom Hardy's definitely in there. Like, Denzel Washington and... Who else? Uh, there's just so many. Like, there's so many, but it's not, if I make sense. But it's like an elite group that are just separated from everyone else. Um, yeah, so uh, two actresses are my favorite. Um, Angelina Jolie, you know, she's just beautiful. Gorgeous, like I'd marry her today. Um, I I think she's also just, like she is good in movies. I think she is a good actress, like, and you know, like obviously like the Tomb Raider, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, she is a good actress, you know? But she's all, like I just get distracted by how beautiful he is, uh, is, how beautiful she is. And uh, people are like, oh Luke, you're the fucking asshole. You're just thinking about how good looking she is. Like, why not? Why can't I address that she's beautiful? You're going to cancel me over that, you fucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Angelina Jolie's one. Um, I to think of another one. I'll say Sharon Stone, just because of how much I hated her in um, Casino. Because she was like properly entitled, and she was just a bitch. Like, she's beautiful, but she was just such a, such a bitch. And I think for an actor to be able to, or an actress rather to be able to provoke that type of emotion from someone, that's a lot of fucking skill. So I will put her as one of my favorite actresses as well, you know, based on that. So a uh, shout out to you, Sharon Stone. Um, question number two. Have you ever dyed your beard? No, and I've probably got reason to more than anyone because it's ginger my beard, like a dark ginger, uh, which doesn't make sense because I have dark brown head hair. But um, maybe it's because I'm Celtic, like I have Celtic DNA inside of me. Um, but no, I would never dye my ha- my hair or my beard because I, I just think you gotta let it go natural. You know, if I dye my beard, it looks dyed. I don't want that. I'd rather just just have it how it is. Don't try too hard, you know? got just accept it for what it is you know max holloway the ufc fighter has a great you know quote that he lives by us it is what it is and it's such a freeing statement you know it's uh it is what it is so no i've never dyed my beard and i never will um question number three if you were going to have a face tattoo what tattoo would you pick and why Oh, fucking hell. This is a good one. Um, if I was going to have a face tattoo, what would I pick and why? Um, That's funny because on the last episode I was talking about Post Malone's face tattoos. Um, I got better. So I like the one he got like kind of on his cheekbone. Uh, It's like the Playboy Bunny. I just think that looks cool. Like usually people have like a teardrop there or something, but he's got the Playboy Bunny. And it's not big, but I think it looks kind of cool. Um... I like the sword as well. He's got like the side of his uh, face. Uh, it'd be something like that. You know, I wouldn't have like a, um, like I um, I don't know, like a, um, like a pen or something tattooed, like a viral pen tattooed on my head. I wouldn't get like a bacon sandwich or a baked potato or nothing. Um, I would have something cool. If you're going to go face tattoo, you've got to have something cool. Maybe like a a Japanese demon mask, something like that. Oh yeah, like a sword, like a samurai sword, maybe. You know? Um, Yeah, I think I would have to pick something like that. It's quite a tough one. Uh, Question number four, have you ever shit your pants? Now, are we talking literally or like you got scared, like really scared? Because no, I've never shit my pants. And you know, it's probably gonna happen at some point in my life. Um and again it is what it is you gotta shit your pants from time to time. Um, if it's in public, that's not gonna be a good look. If I shit myself at home, who cares? You know, no one has to know. And I can talk about on an episode of a podcast maybe. Um, I've shit my pants like in terms of being really really scared, like when I saw like that demon witch jump off the wardrobe in the conjuring. Nearly had a heart attack. Um. And I've been walking home late at night sometimes, walking through, like, fields with, like, forests and shit like that. I thought I could see things moving and thinking a ghost is going to jump out on me. Um, I've been scared there, nearly shit my pants. Um, um, what are the What have I been really scared? Oh, like, sometimes if, like, this has happened before, like, i would be walking down the street and, like, There'll be, like, a really, really big dog off the leash. Maybe, like, a Rottweiler or something. Or, like, a really, like, um like stocky cat. And I'll shit myself a little bit. Because I'm like, fuck. Like, because they just feel like they're going to an attack. And, you know, I know you can't put um, cats on leashes, which you should because they're fucking murderers, to be honest. And Rottweilers, come on. I know, yeah, they might be nice and they love you, but... Just put it on the leash, okay? It's a fucking Rottweiler. I don't want to get eaten ass first by a Rottweiler, you know? So I've been scared those moments. Um, I've been scared watching like Insidious in the cinema. I told that story before when I went there with an ex-girlfriend, uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I had to pretend to, like I had something in my eye and I would pretend sneeze and cough so I wouldn't have to look at the screen. You know, you've got to figure it out. I don't like seeing it, so I have to work around it, you know? Um, When I saw Blade when I was a child, that really scared me, you know, because of all, like, the fucked up faces and the vampires and shit, and, you know, it just fucked me up. I say that is the core of why I'm scared of, like, horror movies, and I also have nightmares that are bad enough. I don't need my nightmares replayed on a screen to me, you know? Um, So, no, I've never shit my pants, but I wouldn't rule it out. Um the final question from the internet. Do you have a middle name? Uh yeah, I've got two. Uh my middle names are Daniel Thomas, uh spelled T-O-M-A-S. So it's not Thomas, it's literally pronounced Thomas. It's like the Welsh way to say it. So my full name is Luke Daniel Thomas Cortman. And you know, I don't know if I really needed to have two middle names. Um, I think I might have said before on this podcast that, you know, before I was named Luke because uh, one of my brothers actually gave me that name, named me Luke, you know, uh, apparently the ideas like for names for me was going to be, it was either Tobias or Tiberius, I think it was going to be Tiberius and let me tell you something guys, you know, if I was born and I was a Tiberius, you know, I'd be a prick. I can just imagine what type of dick I would be if I was a Tiberius. You know, I've never met a Tiberius before. You know, it sounds like some sort of gladiator from the 1600s or whenever gladiators were gladiating. You know? But, uh, I mean, I'm not mad that my name's Luke, but I ain't thrilled about it either. You know, I grew up constantly having, like, the Luke, I am your father uh, jokes, which hurt because I didn't have my father growing up. And, you know... And now, all of a sudden, I had fucking 27 of them saying to my father. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I would get like the Luke the Puke jokes and all stuff like that as a kid. And, you know, I kind of just accepted it because I was a really quiet kid and didn't really, like, was just scared of confrontation. But, uh, you know, now the the thing I get called most now is Duke. You know, that's been my nickname for the longest, which was given to me by my friend Peter, like Luke the Duke. And I'm fine with that. You know, when someone says Luke the Puke, it don't uh, don't uh offend me, because I don't care, it's whatever, but it's just like, I'm just more gutted than my name rhymes with puke, you know? You know, let's keep it positive, you know? People need to think about these things when they're naming their kids. Like, the first thing you should think of is, right, can someone take the piss out of him with his name or her, you know? You've got to think about these things, but I suppose... I don't know. Bullying can be good, somehow it, it benefits some people and it don't others. So I don't know. Let's not get into that. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I do have a middle name. It's uh, Daniel Thomas. I've got two of them, you know. Um, <laughs> what else, man? Uh, what else did I want to get into here? Oh, um, I deleted my Tinder account, and I gotta be honest, I was getting a lot of fucking matches. Uh, probably the most I've ever had. Um, I had like thirty um already matched matches, and I was talking to a few. Um, some I think were fake accounts, maybe. And I had like maybe I think about nineteen or twenty like matches still waiting to be matched, like swipes. And uh, I was going through, I was like, you know what? I can't be fucking bothered with this. Like, things weren't really going anywhere, and I was kind of getting into roast battles with certain women. Uh, I was promoting my podcast on there, saying, "The go check it out. And also, I know it's shameless, but what the fuck are you going to do? I need all the promotion I can get. And uh, the thing that girl get a on Tinder is like, oh, you're a comedian, you, so tell me a joke. And immediately I shut down, because this is the worst thing you could ever ask. It literally strips away all comedy when you say, tell me a joke. No matter how great the joke is, it will never work. It needs timing and delivery and putting someone on the spot like that. just never worked. So I would get into roast battles with these women just to prove a point that they're not going to beat me when it comes to this stuff. I know it's bad, but I was having fun and they seemed to enjoy it too. They were giving it back to me. And uh, after a while, I was just like, fuck this, you know. You know, I think if I'm like, I'm not going to find a relationship on Tinder. It's just, it's not going to happen. And I don't really want to because... On Tinder, you know, it ain't the uh, brightest bunch or the cleanest, maybe, you know. There's a lot of STDs uh, lurking around on that app and I'm not trying to do that, even though it could be a humbling experience to maybe catch something. I'm not trying to get that type of humbled, you know. um. So yeah, I just deleted Tinder. I was like, fuck this, I've had enough. Same with Bumble, I went off that shit. I was like, I'll be bothered. I'm just going to meet women the old-fashioned way friends of a friends, maybe after doing a show or something. Uh pardon me. Just uh yeah, something like that. Try to keep it that way. Um what else do I want to talk about here? Or oh, um uh my days in military college, you know, I didn't finish high school. I just couldn't be bothered with it. I just basically kicked out with two high schools, thought fuck it was at home for a while then, I enrolled in military college, you know? Uh, so I thought that's what I was gonna do. You know, I kind of had dreams of being a DJ at the time and I was like, I need to get a job, I need money. My mom kind of wants me out the house, not in like a bad way, but kind of, we weren't really seeing eye to eye at the time and just wanted me to stand on my own two feet. And I went into military college and I was there for like two years and I really enjoyed it. You know, I met a lot of great people there. I was even in a relationship with a girl there for a bit. And I just made some good friends there, all great people. And I think that a lot of them are doing well right now and stuff and there was the motto of the college really stood out to me. At the time I thought it was cheesy, but now when I think of it, it's like it makes perfect fucking sense. And I actually apply it to my life now. And the motto was by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail and I completely agree with that, you know? I think that success is when preparation meets opportunity, you know? It's the timing of it all, and if you're not prepared, you could miss out on a big opportunity, so you have to be prepared at all times. And I also take that approach when it comes to, like, uh, um, comedy. We are being prepared for every situation, even though some you can't really prepare for. um yeah, just kind of being ready at all times. Like even with like roasting and stuff like that, just kind of being ready, um, like, yeah, just being fully loaded, having all the ammo uh, ready to shoot at all times, you know, always being prepared for it. Like, and I just thought that was a really interesting motto, And I think everyone can apply that to their life by failing to prepare you while preparing to fail. So let's say you've got a job interview coming up and you don't prepare for it, you know, and you don't get it. Could be because you didn't prepare. Now, if you prepare your ass off, you could also go in there and not get it. But I'm saying having that confidence that you've prepared and you've done everything you possibly can. And now it's out of your hands and it's up to the world. You know, there's a lot of uh, strength in that, I think, and also like some sort of peace of mind for you. So. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, Another topic I wanted to get into is roulette. Now, I used to be a fucker for roulette. You know, I spoke about before about how I used to play, and then I got to a point where I had to stop because I could feel the addiction coming. And I would make some good money on that, guys. Like, in my breaks in work, 15-minute breaks, I would just go away, win 40 quid. Next break, go away, win, like, 60 quid. And... It just kept fucking happening. I made a lot of fucking money. Um, and I wouldn't bet like red or black either. I would do numbers, um, like 50 pence on a number as well. If it comes in, you get 18 quid and usually pick the same numbers and kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And obviously it's through a computer, so it knows what it's doing. It's not going to let you win all the time. It's going to let you win for a bit to make you think that you've beaten the game. And that's when it got you when you think you've beaten it and even if you lose you're like oh but next time there's never a next time you're fucked from that get go like and uh but it's a it's a cool game like I like those casino games to be honest but I can see it's a a chase of easy money I think is what people look at it as I mean people lose their fucking lives over it, and it's fun So, like, that's the the caveat, I suppose. Like, you know, if you watch that movie Casino, he he talks about it. But, like, they're basically fucking robbing people and it goes into the back where they're counting all the money and shit and it's like, oh, my God. You know, but people want to gamble, you know? If some people don't drink, they don't do drugs, do anything, they just like to go and gamble every now and then. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Like, I think there's a lot of money uh, to be made in better than MMA fights like my friend does it. And I, even though it's a really hard sport to predict, if you've got a lot of knowledge about MMA, put a couple of quid on an accumulator for a card or a fight that you really feel on in, see where it goes, but, you know, gambling in general is kind of a uh, a slippery, slippery surface, I guess. It's like you're walking on ice, kind of. But, uh, you know, what can you do? As long as you're not putting, like, Trying to sell your house to bet or anything like that, you should be fine. Um and to uh oh yeah, that's it. Fuck it all. I almost forgot about the other segment. Uh here comes the other widely popular segment on this show. One of my personal faves. Um I'm sweating my bollocks off because it is boiling today now. It is Would You Rather Bunn Bunn but Bunnun Um that was me doing the fat sound effect. Uh, question number one: Would you rather be able to make beats like Doctor Dre, or be able to rap like Eminem? Uh, this is an easy one for me. I'd be I'd love to be able to rap like Eminem. Not so much the Eminem today, but like the old school Eminem, like the relapse Eminem show encore days and the D twelve type of stuff. You know his personality in rap. Um, I definitely apply some of that stuff to my comedy you know I definitely and I listen to a lot of his music that they uh, like if I go on stage that night I listen to a lot of his music just to get me into a certain mindset it taps into a certain thing with me Um, I don't know why it just does Um, yeah I love to be able to rap like Eminem I'm not going to attempt to do it right now because why well, don't you know what the fuck um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah I love to be able to meet beats like Dre but come on being able to rap like Eminem. Like, imagine if, like, you know, a woman dissed me and I released, like, a Mariah Carey-style diss track or just this music, like, without me and The Way I Am and stuff like that. You know, he's a fucking genius. Um, question number two. Would you rather have the Rolex of your choice or any car of your choice? Um... Well, I guess if I had a driver license, this question I might answer this a bit differently. But I don't have a driver license, but let's pretend that I do. Um, I would love a gold and a gold Rolex with a green face, like I have like a cheap Seconda watch, which is gold with a green face, and I bought that. Like it doesn't look cheap, but it like, looks like a cool watch. But I bought that like to keep in my head that one day this is gonna be, uh, that Rolex on my arm. I don't know why it's just a little thing that I do, um. I love to have Rolex. I mean having all that money on your wrist though, it can be crazy. Um any car on my choice, I'd love to have like a really cool Porsche. Um like a GT3. Um uh, maybe like a muscle car or something. Um fuck, it's a tough one. Rolls Royce. But I gotta be honest, if I had to choose out of the two, I probably would uh pick having the Rolex on my choice. Just because it mean it would mean more to me at this point to have the Rolex in my choice other than the car. So yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, next question, would you rather be able to sing like The Weeknd or be able to dance like Chris Brown? Oh shit, Chris Breezy. I mean, he might be one of the most talented people of all time. You know, can sing and dance, he dance his ass off. You know, can dance like a motherfucker and you know, Got such a catalog of music, but You know, The Weeknd is one of my favorite artists of all time. You know, he's unique. I just like his style. Um, I don't know if that's how my, what he actually sings like, because listen, they even admit to it. Almost everyone uses auto tune these days. So I like, gotta be honest. As much as I would like to sing like The Weeknd, I'll have to pick dance like Chris Brown. You know, busting moves on these motherfuckers. You no, know, I'll be in, like the line of Starbucks, just fucking dancing. And the next thing I go viral. So, yeah, I picked that. Um, next, would you rather? Would you rather go on a date with Halsey or Rihanna? Um, I feel like if I went on a date with Rihanna, she would just give, be giving me evils the whole time. You know, just being sick of my shit. I don't think she would get my personality. I don't think she would like me, to be honest. She'd just be there sipping a drink of a straw, just looking at me like, you motherfucker. Like, I just don't think she would like me. Um... But I don't know her being kind of like looking pissed off me. It might make me feel a type of way, you know. Just going on a date with Rihanna too, it's, it's going to be flooded with people. I'm barely going to get to talk to her, so. I think Halsey would probably get my personality. Seeing from what I see on, like, on YouTube and stuff with her, just what she's like, you know, she's gorgeous. She might be like number one for me as far as like singers go, like, Halsey's gorgeous. And I just, her personality and shit and she's funny and she's a bit goofy and shit. Um. So yeah, I feel like I'd probably have a better time with Halsey, you know. So yeah, I'll pick Halsey. Uh, the final would you rather for this episode? Would you rather be a drug dealer or a bank robber? Um, I tell you what, when like you could rob banks and get away with it, I definitely would have done that. Like back in like the twenties and shit. You know, drug dealing doesn't seem to work out for anyone, does it? Works out for a while. Like Escobar was killing it to the point where he could just like use money and burn it to keep him and his family warm. Like that's how much money the guy had, but it seems quite stressful, drug dealing. You know. Now, if, like, shit, if it was legal and you could like sell mushrooms in a store legally sell weed I would definitely do that why the fuck not there's a lot of money to be made it's a lucrative business um, bank robber seems kind of fun though doesn't it you know and it's not like it's not like you're really stealing everyone's money because they'll get it all back based on like you know the bank's policies and shit um, there's so many movies about bank robberies and as well as drug dealing but out of the two I'd probably pick bank robber fuck it why not um and that was Would You Rather Bun Ah, oh, what time am I at? Fifty-four minutes, fucking hell. Uh excuse me. Um see, I enjoyed this episode. It seemed uh I just seemed a bit more in the zone with this one. So two episodes in a day. Why not? I'm spoiling you all today. Giving you two. You know, that's basically two hours of content. You got you know, and uh, obviously I'm going to be back next week with uh, fucking uh, be episode 40 next week. Fucking cranking them up, man. Um, before I go, I just wanted to give uh, three albums that I'm currently listening to, if you're a music fan out there. And I'm currently listening to The Weekend After Hours album, uh, The Eminem Show, and The Relapse album by Eminem. Uh, all great albums. You know, The Weeknd's After Hours got some really sick tracks in there, like Escape From L.A., uh, after Hours, Faith, you know, Too Late. It was just, he's a unique artist that we can. I really like him. And uh, the Eminem show, obviously, you know, business, soldier. It's just a great work of art. And Relapse is one of my personal favorites. You know, I feel like that was the last, like, of him letting loose before he came off the drugs, like, you know what I mean? And got cleaned up. He just kind of had one last fucking take all this shit. You know, like the song Taking My Ball, uh, Medicine Man, Bagpipes from Baghdad. I mean, it was just a crazy fucking album. Deja Vu, Hello. Just fucking phenomenal shit. So, yeah, if you're a music fan, go and check those albums out. And, uh yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate all your support. I hope you're corona free. I hope you're taking your vitamins, drinking your coffee, smoking your vape. You know, Saying hello to the neighbors, maybe go and eat a good meal somewhere, you know, enjoying your friends' company. Maybe going down to the beach, maybe you want to get a lawn chair and sit on top of a mountain, you know. Who the fuck knows? Whatever makes you happy, you know. Um. So yeah, I'll be back next week of episode forty. Uh, I'll try and make that one a special one. Maybe add a new segment into it. Who knows? <sighs> um. So, yeah, I'm Luke Cortman. This is the Luke Cortman Show. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and more. Also, go follow me on social media at Luke Cortman on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And there's also a Facebook page called The Luke Cortman Show. Where you know the drill. I post everything: comedy, new episodes, new artworks, and a whole bunch of other cool shit, you know, for you to look at. So uh yeah, this has been episode 39. Not really sure what I'm going to name this one, but you'll find out when it gets released. So take care, everyone. Again, thank you all for listening. I love you all. I'll be back soon. Hala.